Uh, if it is to be said, so it be. So it is. I don't want to get naked in front of other guys. I don't like her. Wait, that, that's his girlfriend? Yeah. Is she funny or something? Do, do you not watch True Blood? Uh, no. We went out to dinner in Atlanta, and we had one too many glasses of wine. And we thought we were fine to drive, and we absolutely were not. She just died. I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. I thought she had a speech impediment. Every one of you has good reason to be critical of me. I'll do it, but only for the attention. We have caught and compromised to a permanent end. Osama bin Laden. State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to the charge of first degree murder, verdict as to count one, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. And I'm so miserable podcast with Elaine and Emily. And Noah. He is innocent. Are you ready for it? Hi, it's Emily. I just want to say if it's not obvious that this episode is a track-by-track breakdown of Taylor Swift's album, Reputation. It's an album that's somehow simultaneously horrible and perfect, which makes it very divisive and a masterpiece in its own right. We are joined by Elaine's best friend, Noah, who I kind of view as a brother husband. I have to tolerate if Elaine was like our Mormon link or something, but luckily I think he's my friend too, and I think he's really funny and great, and I'm that sounded like I'm not serious, but I am, and I'm really happy he recorded this with us, believe it or not. This album came out when all three of us were in our early college years experimenting with drugs and alcohol and gay sexuality and it almost feels like the soundtrack to all of that i would like to now play an audio message that noah sent elaine and i unprompted a few days after recording because i think it's funny and it's a good introduction to noah okay thanks um, I'm recording this because I'm having thoughts, and I just have the urge to say as I'm listening to Taylor Swift, like, the reason I love her is just because who says it better than Taylor Swift? Like, whoever says how you're feeling better than Taylor Swift? Nobody. I will tell you that. Number two, like, if you don't get Taylor Swift, then you just lack emotional intelligence. That is okay. Like, live your dream baby, live your dream without your emotional intelligence and you and I won't see things eye to eye in that way. So that's why when everybody like tells me, like if anybody ever tells me, like when I ask them, like, oh, do you like Taylor Swift? Like what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? And they're like, um, I don't listen to her. Like, I don't really care for her. Like, I don't have an opinion of her. I'm not a fan, whatever. Like you're not excited. I just know that you don't have a lot of emotional intelligence and like, I'm not going to take you seriously in that way. And it's cute. Like, you can still exist and be cool and be funny. But emotionally, you're just not there. You're just not mature, baby. But you'll get there. So, cool. Should, should we introduce Noah? Is this going to... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's all do our favorite um, ad lib from Reputation. Mine is... Um, you heard about me. Ooh. Mine is. Oh, I know mine. Mine is. Um. Oh. Oh. Wait. wait. No, you're about to steal it from me. I know it. I know it. Fuck it. How do you know I'm about to steal it from you? Ha ha ha! I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't mine. That, was that wasn't mine. mine. But I need to wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> mine is um 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 um. 
guess I'll just stumble on home to my cats alone. Unless you wanna come along. I also do love um. I'm spilling wine in the bathtub. You kiss my face and we're both drunk. Oh, I love. This is my second favorite. <laughs> Ready? If this is like ambiance. One, two, three. And now the place is for. And this album is psychotic. It's literally insane. It's insane. It's insane. This album. I think it's perfect to talk about this album after the last episode that we put out because it's so demonic. This album came out, what, fall of 2017? It came out on November 10th, 2017. (laughs) You haven't introduced me yet, but clearly my skills are unmatched (laughs) on this topic. You have an expert here today. Noah Noah was talking to me. He was talking to me in the kitchen earlier and he goes, what did you say? I I forgot. You sounded so crazy. He said, I was like, you were like, well, I'm just really glad that like you have me talking about this because if there was anyone you wanted to talk about this, it's me. I'm just like, duh. <laughs> but I'm also like, if there was any other two semi fag hags that I wanted to talk about this with, it would be you two. <laughs> Noah, how about you introduce yourself after that one? Oh, totally. Um, hey, everyone. My name is Noah. Um, I am Elaine's former best friend, now roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so happy to be on this podcast. As much as it seems like I show literally no empathy towards anything or no excitement towards anything, I actually am excited for this. Um, I'm finally ready for it. Tell us why you wouldn't be on the podcast for the last six months. Yeah, I don't, I felt like I wouldn't be on the podcast probably because I'm mentally ill mostly, but also because mm, I, this is the best topic for me. Duh. I was gatekeeping for a while, mostly because I just didn't feel like ready to talk. I don't know why. Cause I'm like, honestly, I don't really care what I say and release into the world because I'm like, it's just me at this point. So I finally overcome that to make this podcast episode the longest <laughs> podcast episode in history let's win a fucking award for it like that 10 minute version if you know what i mean no you have you have been my absolute dream for this podcast this entire time oh, so I'm, I'm really yeah. happy grateful and excited the more you gas me up like the better it's gonna get so just so you know <laughs> i just hope you actually listen to this episode Duh, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna promote it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better. How much of the podcast have you listened to? I've listened to episode one, episode two, and <laughs> I have t- 25 more minutes left in the last episode. The two of you are the people that made me Swifty at the end of the day. Emily made me Swifty first because in high school, um, I just, like, didn't care about her. I didn't, like, hate her. I never was a hater. I just remember being in your car, um, driving home after one of my plays, and you played Blank Space, and we just, like, screamed our fucking heads off. <laughs> I remember when it was my dream to be a pop star back in the day, um, like, mostly in elementary and middle school. I was, like, obsessed with just, like, watching her videos, not because I necessarily loved the music, but because I was, like, I want to be, be a songwriter. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to study the formula, and then I would, like, watch her videos, and then I would, like, go in my room and try and write songs, and obviously they were never good, but uh, I didn't, like, I wasn't a fan, though, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister was a fan before me, and she bought the CD, the 1989 CD, which I have, and I have, like, all the Polaroids and shit, too. I just, like, 
stopped caring about her for a second and then reputation came out and then Noah went fucking insane and that was like mm, reputation came out like two months after we met yeah basically um and you played it everywhere you went and then I remember going home for Thanksgiving and Emily playing getaway car in her Kia <laughs> and when that fucking robot voice comes in nothing is and I get to it. It's it's so robotic and amazing. And the first time I heard that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, we'll get to it. But the Kia is my getaway car because I've cheated on so many guys in that car. It's insane. But that's what I needed to hear about the Kia. <laughs> okay, Emily, where does your <laughs> 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 no, nothing good start on on getaway car Taylor's version. That's gonna be in it. She's gonna sample us anyway. My Taylor Swift origin story is that um, I grew up a misogynist, and I was like exclusively listening to like bands like OK Go because I thought it was like indie. I was really just like fucking horrible. And then my sister knew I was like turning into like a little idiot. So she sat me down one day and she said, Emily, you need to listen to this. And it was haunted off of Speak Now. <laughs> and she said, Taylor Swift is not who you think she is. Listen to this. Sit your ass down. Haunted. She played me Haunted in the best day. Aww. She was like, these are the best written songs ever. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You're right. And then like in high school, like a guy was like torturing me. Like uh, I had a boyfriend who was like a year older. And he was like literally torturing my ass. And so I just really fell into the Taylor Swift hole. Anyway, Noah, your turn. Um. Well, first of all, I think your sister kind of has bad taste. <laughs> okay, like, she was like 17. I'm like haunted of all songs. She was like, take the best reading I've ever heard. No, not, not by me. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Every song by her is just so yummy. It's so good. Um. No, just kidding. She actually does have some flops. I'm sorry, world. My Taylor Swift origin story, I'm sure Elena's heard it before. Um, I actually probably have heard it so many times that I don't even remember it. <laughs> because it's just like... <laughs> well, I started out as a hater because let's be honest, if you um, can't tell by my femme girl voice, I'm very, very gay. Um, and when I was in the closet, um, I was like, ew, Taylor Swift is for nasty girls. Like, I'm in the fucking fifth grade, and I do not like girl things, and I don't like weird Taylor Swift. She's weird, and all the boys hate her, so I have to hate her. And honestly, that was kind of the culture, I felt like, for, like... This was right before um, Red came out. So, like, you know, like, up until Speak Now, like, ew, nasty. She so was it, not it was, it was It was happening for you guys at the same time, it sounds like. Oh, yeah, honestly. And then um, I was in show choir you know because i'm gay um in the eighth grade <laughs> um with it was like the smallest class it was like six of us because they had to split the class you know whatever and one of my besties in the class shout out to her sadie she um played we are never getting back together music video on like the smart board in the class because the teacher was like here's my computer just do whatever you guys want like for like an hour so we just like always did whatever we wanted so and choir literally that's just like <laughs> what like who it wasn't in show choir and you just do whatever you wanted that's just kind of the vibe anyway music video on the um, smart board <laughs> right and so after i watched that i was like 
hmm, it's kind of indie. She's kind of giving pop moment. And I thought about it for a while and I was like, uh, and then Sadie was like, ah, she's like going to come out with a new album. Like, it's going to be so good. And I was like, uh huh, uh huh. And then, like, <laughs> Maybe a week later, whatever that timeline was, where the I Knew You Were Trouble vid came out, and that was giving single. Oh, I was so obsessed that with that That came video. out. Oh, yeah. And after that, I just rem- literally, viscerally remember just staring at it and watching it and being like, okay, this is good music. I like it. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so it. then after that, whenever it did come out, which was like probably, it was about probably October time, because that's when she usually releases. Um... I yeah, had it like a le- oh don't don't tell Taylor Queen actually no tell Taylor because this is um the old version but I had that shit illegally downloaded from like LimeWire because she wasn't good at covering her tracks back then so <laughs> I had the whole album illegally and I listened to Red like constantly like all day all the time while sitting in front of a PlayStation 3 and playing Uncharted online for like fucking 12 hours a day. And I would just literally listen to Taylor Swift next to me while I had a mic on. I'm like, can these other dudes think this femme little girl that's like playing Uncharted listening to Taylor Swift is like vibing? And I'm like, no, I'm a gay over here. So that's really <laughs> And then, yeah, after that, I was... Wait, I was playing Uncharted too. Why were we living the same life? <laughs> literally you love uncharted yeah that we can have an uncharted episode we already did i've never heard of that who's shocked nobody it's so don't good. even know what the fuck that is a video game i assume but yeah and then i loved taylor ever since um as every era happened i think i became a little bit more and more obsessed and 1989 was obviously like her stardom peak but and i loved her then and then reputation i don't know maybe it was just because i was like a free bird leaving the fucking high school cage of life i'm allowed to curse on here right oh yeah yeah because you, you just blur out the f's right? no oh, we blur God. out like people's last names and when we say like stuff about islam no matter what i have to own up to the fact that reputation it's one or two it's always one or two are you kidding I, one like I honestly like I it's it mostly is again for that whole like I was obsessed beyond belief like I've never been that invested in Taylor Swift than that era no like modeled his life around it like, I, was, I don't know like, what else to say a virgin essentially that was like I'm sexy now like I'm different now like I can do anything now like I'm bad now. Like I do bad things though, and I'm like I <laughs> literally do nothing bad. I literally, but I was so like, straight edge. Actually, at that time. it actually did kind of make you start doing bad things. Maybe, well, right? no, I honestly, I'm like, I don't blame me. Like, don't blame Taylor. Like, I can't blame her. That's what she says. Don't blame me. Well, let's talk about culture leading up into the Reputation release. So, Taylor was on top of the fucking world in her Great Gatsby golden era when 1989 had come out it was like no you probably know all the stats it's one of like the highest grossing albums ever yes it's like the piece de resistance of taylor swift in a way it's peak taylor but you know now we we know even more about her but 1989 was that girl like i'm like i'm I'm trying to say like i'm just like uh, (laughs) sorry i'm like (laughs) 
Teenage dream Katy Perry thought she was that girl and then 1989 rolled up on the scene and truly was the girl. Was the moment Taylor Swift became like a household name, I felt like, in the 1989 era. So once the big bang, bang, you're dead moment happened from Kim and Kanye, um, it was kind of like devastating to the world, I guess. I, I mean, it was devastating to me because you know, Taylor Swift is my world, you know? And I was defending <laughs> her and trying my best, but. All right, let's 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 just like briefly describe the event. The event in my eyes, how I would boil it down was Kanye on his song Famous wanted to have the lyric. He said, I, want, I, me, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch. Bitch famous. Yep, I made that bitch famous. Let's say it in unison. Three. I made that I made bitch that, famous. That bitch famous. <laughs> famous. That didn't work. It's okay. So, <laughs> actually, make it sound worse. The problem here is the word bitch. Correct. I know. I know. I've said it to both of you guys before. I hate that fucking word. I'm like, call me anything you want. Call me cunt. I don't know why. And clearly Taylor don't either. I'm like, maybe she made me that way. Maybe she did make me that way. Kanye asked Taylor if he could use her name in the song, but he didn't explicitly say he was going to call her a B-I-T-C-H. I just remember so clearly laying in my bed at my dad's house when all of this was happening and looking at the Instagram comments of the snake emojis going on for like hours and hours and hours on both of their accounts it was like the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life that will nothing that insane will ever happen again in this world i don't think Uh, honestly kanye thank you so much because (laughs) i have (laughs) because now i have a big reputation too the fuck thank you kanye Taylor Nation is about to break the fucking news that you can buy the fugliest t-shirt you've ever seen in your life at taylorswift.com. <laughs> I put a countdown up. They put like a 48-hour countdown for her to drop a fucking set of fucking <laughs> pool toys merch. I don't give a fuck. You, She is so... I will dog her in that moment. I'm like, she's a money-hungry little monkey for that, and I'm like, over that. She still is. It's fine. That's another conversation. <laughs> I think Taylor Nation is literally her mom. <laughs> I'm not kidding, because I'm like, Taylor Nation knows everything that's happening, right? And how are they that trustworthy? It's her mom. Because her mom would love to sit around and be like, reading the DMs and be like, ooh, guess what's coming? Her mom has cancers and is born at chemo. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> I thought she didn't have cancer anymore. She got better. The most insane collab that she could ever have. I'm like, and, and she made that song. I yeah, know, and fine. she only let them do backup. I'm she like, said, sorry. The Dixie Chicks and the Little Jewish Girls, those are my backup singers. <laughs> <laughs> that is That does give evidence to the Nazi Aryan queen. Like, uh, yeah, she literally said, mm, I'll let Haim do a little upper third. Track one, ready for it. This album starts off with Taylor Swift farting. It goes... (laughs) 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 That was my intro to kick it off. It's literally crazy, and it's full of so much bass, too. It's like a loud, deep fart. (laughs) (laughs) Ready for its longest-lasting legacy for me is the fact that they would play this shit to promote, like, fucking... Thursday night football. Ready for it would be playing. 
I could hear it emanating from the basement when my dad was like just trying to watch the Minnesota Vikings. I would hear ready for it, Miss Taylor Swift. And um And it's like stop everything you do, I hear Taylor Swift. Where's it coming from? Or is that just me? Personally, I like this one just because of the ellipses in the front of it. Like, why the fuck did she do that? That's so random. I think the ellipses is the ready for it. I'll be honest, I like this song a lot. I think it's an incredible opening. Like, now that it's aged, obviously it's not a Taylor Swift song I'm going to come back to a lot. But I love that it's the first song. And it's literally called Ready For It. And it's like, are you ready for what I'm about to do? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, something about Reputation as well, like, as we get into it and talk about it, I think it's the first era where she's really embracing that, like, I'm trying to be fully conceptual. I'm trying to take my like Easter eggness and my commitment to the era to the next level. You know what I mean? To me, this song was her coming out as having a clitoris. I know. I was just going to say, I feel like this is the first time she's ever like, and it's not even that direct, but like just the line, like in the middle of the night in my dreams, you should see the things we do. Like, He's never said anything that sexy before mm-hmm. until this song. Like she, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, I've actually had sex." Yes, there is her coming out as a sex haber. I think the the dissonance when the harmony said, "I I I see how this is gonna go." I don't think that's just joyous to my ears. We're gonna sing so much. This, this is gonna episode. be like ten hours long. Trap game. Endgame game was like what I wanted the football players to be like dancing to on end the Super Bowl because I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, uh, wanna be your end game, wanna be your first string, wanna be your A team. She obviously is referencing Ed Sheeran with that. Well yeah, and later in the song they make him go, be your A team now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrifying. It's so scary. She literally held him at gunpoint. She said, I need a number one fucking album after this Kanye bullshit. You're going to reference the goddamn A-team. <laughs> AKA the first song that plays on everyone's iPhone when they fucking plug it into their car. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the closest we're ever going to and ever have and ever will get to her rapping. But she honestly crushed it. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, it's fucking good. She's giving bars. She's literally serving bars in her verse. Like, I will... Oh, I'll take it to my grave. It's incredible. Should I sing it? <laughs> I'm like, we should... Let's break it down. Where's she at? Are we going to get copyrighted? No, because we're, like, admiring her. So we're allowed Do to... Do you want to be itchy I'm in and I'm okay, like... Okay, you got me. You can harp. Feel free to harmonize, too, if you want. As if we have any sort of pitch here, or like I'm in the right key, I can tell. Okay. I wanna be your end game. That sounds right. You said dope. Don't overdose. I'm so stoked. I need a toast. We do the most. I'm in the ghost like I'm whipping a boat. I got I got a reputation, girl. That don't precede me. Ooh, I, he says I'm one call away. Whenever you need me, I'm in a G5. And then so he goes like ah. Come to the A side. Yeah. I got a bad boy persona. That's what they like. Yeah. You love it. What they like. I love, love it too, cause you my type. 
You hold me down and I protect you with my life. Uh, I don't wanna touch you. I just wanna be chicken on the beach with you all over me. I know what they all say. I know what they all say. I think I skipped it. We're back. I ain't trying to play. I wanna be your end game. I wanna be a first. <laughs> this is That's crazy. I wanna be a A team. Wait, wait, okay, okay. You skip, but Here we go, here we go. Okay. Just go in, go in with that. Okay. Knew it when I was young. We connected when we were a little bit older. Both sprung. I got issues and chips are both in my shoulder. Reputation precedes me. And rumors I need deep. The truth is it's easier to ignore it. Believe me. Even when we argue, we'd not do it for long. And you understand the good and bad end up in the song for all you beautiful <laughs> traits and the way you do it with these for all my flaws, paranoia and insecurities i made mistakes i made some choices that's hard to deny after the storm something was born on the fourth of july our past days were the fun this end game is the one the four words on my tip of my tongue i never say ah and I heard about you. Ooh, you're like the bad ones too. I hit you like bang. We tried to forget it, but we just couldn't. And I bury hatchets, but I keep maps of where I put them. Reputation precedes me. They told you I'm crazy. I swear I don't love the drama. It loves me. And I can't let you go. Your handprints on my soul. It's like your eyes are magnetic and your body is gold. You've been calling my bluffs on all my usual chicks. So here's the truth from my, my red, red lips. lips. Wanna be a <laughs> We fuck. Okay, we're done. I'm not repeating. We're done. And I'm, I'm literally you know like I'm sweating. Okay. I was giving British. I was scared. <laughs> you were fully British. You converted. Track three. I did something bad. So this is a witch song. Oh, truly. Also, me and Elaine were talking about the first line. The, the first lyric other is day. crazy. And it is. I'm like, what does that even mean? I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. I'm just confused. Is she saying like... Is she calling herself a narcissist? Is she right. saying like she's so... She's such a narcissist that like she can trick the other ones? Like, I don't... Or just that like, <laughs> does a narcissist also love another narcissist? I don't know. Because she literally said for... Well... Hmm. She literally says she plays them like a violin. God, ugh. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she said that big, that big blonde dumb baby Calvin Harris is a narcissist. <laughs> it's because they are her beards. <laughs> um, but I think we needed the if a man talks shit then I owe him nothing line from her like so bad. Like I'm sorry that just has to be crystallized in her words forever. Because she's never been like negative towards men which not to say you need to be but i'm like you should i like this song because it's pro cheating so i'm like well that's fun right but she's a little squealing she's squealing a little on this one oh i would hate to hear the the whole light me up section (laughs) is a little crazy i do i have Um, to admit this is a semi-skip for me uh it's it's definitely one that blends for me I like the live performance she did where she said, where she goes, I mean, if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. And then it was silent for like 10 minutes. Then she kept going. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I'm like, this is her talking about being completely immoral. 
Oh yeah, and it's the intro to like the cheating or the what infidelity theme that comes back in the album for sure. It's not about being an addict, anyways. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, but then I'm annoyed because I'm like, was Taylor Swift like literally addicted to chamomile tea when she was like, I did something bad? Why is it yeah, so like, good? <laughs> what did she really do? <laughs> what did she really do? <laughs> and her doctor's like, too much caffeine is going to keep you up at night. And she's like, why does it feel so good? Track for don't blame. I think this song is like perfect example of demonic possession. <laughs> like I said that the whole album is, but this song specifically, like Don't Blame Me, Love Made Me Crazy. I just ugh, so ugh. I just think this song, like my great I don't think about this song a lot in terms ah, of like the second verse. <laughs> ugh, well the first verse. It's like ugh, ugh. just that like that I'm like, yeah, it's literally so gay. I don't know what to say. Like, just looking at the lyrics. Something happened for the first time in the darkest little paradise. Oh, like, duh. Man, I've never thought about that. Like, uh, breaking hearts long time, twin with those other guys. And then she says something happened for the first time. Twin with them older guys. Older guys, sorry, yeah. Just play things for me to use. I'm like, sorry, that is just so, it just hits so good when she says that. It's whatever you decide. I'm like, girl, are you referencing Call Me By Your Name, the gay book and the gay movie? <laughs> Was that out at this point? I think it was. Yes. Oh, the book was for yeah, sure. Yeah, the book was for sure. Yeah, you're right. I like on this song, she's clarifying that drugs aren't the bad thing that she does on I Did Something Bad. And she's like, it's pussy. And <laughs> <laughs> We also literally watched the video of them kissing before this. And I'm like, yeah, she would kiss her drunky monkey and then go home and be like, the just girls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the other, like, oh, main point I feel about this song, it didn't get the justice it deserved because it was giving, like, Take Me to Church, which was the <laughs> big music of the time. Like, everybody was loving those corny, like, church vocal choirs in the background that, like, all of me loves all of you. Like, it was so, like... It's, like, giving Sam Smith. It's giving John Legend. Legend it's giving Hosier. Hosier yeah, yeah with, like, the production elements. Which, I mean, it. Sam Smith and Hosier are gay as fuck, but... As we're approaching the next track, which is Delicate, it's kind of bangy to think about it. The fact that, like, the first four songs, like... First time I listened to it, I obviously listened to it in order. So I'm like thinking about how like the first four songs are so, I guess, what you surface level think reputation is going to be, which is like bangy, loud, big sounds, poppy, robot, her screeching out of her range. Yes. And then like, (laughs) but all for like, all for it to come down and be like, Literally. Track five delegate. I'm different. I'm bad now. I want to introduce these new themes. Men are shit. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I have sex. And then she's like, delicate rolls around and she's like, yeah, my reputation's never been worse. Like, all this shit is shitty. And it's Loki the best song. I think this song. Is so incredibly well produced. I think it's so delicate and I'm just obsessed. I could squeal like a pig. Do it, do it. And Elaine, another reason why I love this song because it it makes me think of this really funny memory of when 
our friend group's kind of obsessed with like categorizing ourselves and so we were like all talking about like the types of uh guy we're attracted to and for our friend carol i don't know what the fuck we were doing i don't know if we were like saying what taylor swift song we are but we said that we were all saying which lyric we were from reputation we all were like which lyric from reputation like normal like normals and we said that carol was dark jeans and your nikes look at you because one time we decided that her type of guy is guy who wears nike (laughs) (laughs) we said her type is nike guy I get I get literally high thinking about that while I listen to the song too because it's just so funny and cute to me. I remember Kristen was stumbling home to my cat's line. <laughs> I want to shout out to Kristen because I feel like she also had something to do with me becoming a Swifty because true she loves she loves her as much as as the three of us do. I think Jack Antonoff didn't make this song, but but it's like he did. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like he did, though. <laughs> Let's oh, my God. Oh, my God. How about we just make that canon? Yeah, Jack Antoff did produce the song. We can actually just lie and be like, he produced it. And then some people are going to accept that as fact. This song, in theory, should be cringe as fuck. Because it literally mm. is saying, like, the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, can we, babe? Is it chill? Is it cool? But it's so good. It's like the chill girl anthem of the century, which, like, obviously... I also heavily relate to, so <laughs> and that's like been the cause of most of the turmoil the past year and a half. But that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, chill girl persona, chill girl persona sounds perfect in theory, and then you let it go on for a little too long, and you're gonna start thinking crazy things, anyways. <laughs> Track 666, Look What You Made Me Do. <laughs> the demon anthem. <laughs> They're all demon anthems. The true Kanye call out. Like, it's obviously about Kanye West. This is like the epitome of Taylor Swift, what surprised the world with this dramatic music video, high budget as fuck, was in hiding, quote unquote, in hiding. Nobody knew where she was, and then she rolled up. And I know everyone hates this song, but I love it, kind of. You hate it, Emily. Um, I'll, let me let me give you guys a really good story. So, look what you made me do. Video night. It was it premiered on what the MTV Awards or something? VMAs? I yeah, know. yeah, I think yeah. Probably yeah. at the VMAs. It was so. I was in college. I lived in a dorm, and we didn't have cable. So the only way you could watch live TV was if you went down to a like this communal lobby where they had one cable TV. And basically, it was kind of like a first serve, first first come, first serve. I'm so drunk. I've had two sips of wine. It's a first come. I'm like slurring. It's a first come, first serve kind of thing. So back in the day, you just have to kind of like, I mean, still to this day, you just look at Twitter to know when like people are coming on the award shows. But I, I was late for some reason. I don't know. I was like shitting on the toilet. I don't know. Who knows? I was late. And so I like, go running downstairs. And there are two gay guys have control of the remote. And I'm like, oh my god, did I miss the Taylor video? And they look at me and they go, it was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And they... (laughs) That's exactly what they told me. They go, it was incredible. Kind of like in unison, like, what's some... Like, you know that dog in Greek mythology that has multiple heads? 
Yeah, the mm. what's oh my god, what's it fucking called? Cerebus. Oh, yes. Harry Potter's enemy. <laughs> That's how I know him. I love and hate the song. I think personally, the MV is uh, iconic, amazing, awesome, love it. But I don't like the song. I uh, I have a differing opinion. I'm Noah's gonna... once Noah said this to me. I'm like, hear me out, Emily. I've pro- have I ever said this to you? Probably not. Wait, fans, let me come in close and give you what you want. Okay, so <laughs> obviously this song is really bad. It's really not that good, to be honest. But then when you think about it from the perspective of, of course, I would think this because I'm crazy, that it's bad on purpose. It's good because it's bad on purpose. Because she's saying, look what you made me do, the pre-chorus. Like, you know when the song starts, it's good. When it gets to the pre-chorus, like the I, I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. Like you're like obsessed with it. You're like, oh my god, where's this going? Like I'm, it's like coming to the best song of all time. Like Taylor's like getting me there. She's stroking it. She's stroking it. She's stroking <laughs> it. And then right before you know you're about to bust, she's like, ah, oh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. And it's so bad. And it's so not what you want it's so like building up to no climax but it's because she's literally looking kanye in the face and being like look what you made me do you made me make a bad song bro you made me make a horrible song you made me make this horrible song my lead single and make a big ass music video and call you out in it okay but why couldn't the song be good i feel like it's because like what everyone was expecting taylor to be good so duh why not be bad i did something bad i made a bad song called look what you made me do so it goes it's really bad (laughs) are you ready for it it's bad (laughs) call it what you want bad or good but get in the getaway car and let's go this is why we can't have nice things So you think this is the heart of reputation? You really do? Oh, yes. I, I, one of the only times, ri- literally, though, that she got the lead single right is probably this moment. I think her IQ is high enough that your theory could be correct. Oh. Part of me is like, maybe that's a reach, but no. Then I think about the other things that she's written, and I'm like, she's too smart. And the whole stupid, like, I'm sorry, but the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now, but I'm like... <laughs> so cringe but i'm like she's le- she's dead <laughs> track seven so it goes dot 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 so it goes will always make me think of amelia shout out amelia literally this song is about masturbation it is the ultimate masturbation song if i've ever heard one and I, it's so Ooh. sexual. It's so, so, so sexual. For me personally, like, of all the times she's been sexy or tried to be sexy, this to me, I feel, is like, I don't, I, I don't know. I hesitate to say this, but I feel like it's the least try hard of trying to be sexy. What does come here dressed in black now mean? What does that mean? Come here dressed in black now. Well, to me, that means come here dressed in black now. Like, obviously, if somebody secretive is coming around, you're going to tell them to be in all black because you don't want them to be noticeable. <laughs> I'm being so serious. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry from experience. But I'm like, you're you're going to wear all black. You don't want to draw attention no to yourself, what? especially if you're coming to 
stick that fingy in some Tay Tay. Like you're not gonna like <laughs> want everyone to know like, damn, who he about to meet with Taylor? Like, no, she wants you to be like inconspicuous. Have you dressed in black to be bad? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't dressed in black to do what? I'm like, no matter what, I'm like, every time I'm going out, I'm probably in all black just because it looks better. Same. <laughs> and also, but duh, I'm like, does that not make sense? I feel like it does. I think black is sexy, but like, come here dressed in black now. Come here dressed in black now so it goes scratches and yo, back now. I love that part. Sorry, I love it. I just like can't picture her. I just don't even want to picture her having sex, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't like to picture it. <laughs> Personally, love the you know I'm not a bad girl, but I do bad things with you. That's probably my favorite oh, line. Oh God, I love it. Oh God, it's definitely the most sexual song she's ever made, and probably ever will. Mm-hmm. I need you two to do some vocalizations from it. I did a number on you, honestly, baby. Who's counting? You did a. Number on me, but honestly, baby, who's counting? Who's counting? One, two, three, and all the pieces fall. Pieces fall right into place. And now you two have to have sex. Baby, you know I'm not a bad girl, but I, I do making out. <laughs> Noah, I have to. I have to be. I have to be honest. I have to ask a question. Uh huh. When you listen to this song, do you like consider having sex with a woman? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. No. Um. No. I guess I envision me as Taylor Swift. I guess like me in a wig, just like <laughs> hopping around, and like convinced that like I would be in a wig rolling up on the scene with like the man dressed in black, even though it might be a lesbian song. And I would be like, oh, you think I'm Taylor Swift? And they would be like, yeah, you're Taylor Swift. And then I would just pretend. And then I would like scratch and claw at the back. (laughs) That's just the part that gets me. I'm like, are her legs wrapped around so-and-so's waist? And is she really scratching at the back? Or was she like, I got to go home, but it was nice to meet you tonight. And then she goes home and sits at the piano and is like writing this and it's all fictional. Like, I definitely think that's a big possibility. She's literally touching herself and writing the song. She did not go home with someone. Like, it's one of her only songs that has, like, no... She's, like, not in love at all. She's not emotional at all. Like, she's just horny. That's it. Which... Period. Is what it is. We've all been there. (laughs) In black. I guess yeah. when I thought about like putting on sexy underwear for someone in theory, I'd be like, yeah, it should be black. Like, I guess that is right. Yeah. <laughs> Taking her top off to reveal the black. <laughs> <laughs> to reveal the black sexy undergarments. <laughs> Dressed in black now. I'm like, honestly, just me head to toe. No, not you, no, 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 no. Sorry, I was like, not what I meant. <laughs> Sorry. 
that's probably gonna need some cutting no that's something that like i'm gonna get james charles for james charles but like in a body art way Gorgeous. Okay, I'm gorgeous. That opens up with a fucking baby that I hate so much. Oh, <laughs> gorgeous! The theme starts playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who the hell is saying that? Did that person ever come it's, forward? Isn't it Blake Lively's baby? <laughs> to be like, is it? It definitely probably is. Is it about to say in these, like, read? Read here. Read in there. Sorry, we're reading we're reading the little reputation booklet to see if they credited the baby voice. <laughs> no. It's not even it's not even on the lyrics, so they're just like ignoring that it's part of the song. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. even listed as one of the lyrics. I just relate to that so hard. Uh can't say anything to your face because look at your face. And also so true that you should take it as a compliment that I'm talking to everyone here but you. I act like that because I'm toxic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to be normal around anyone that I think is hot and sexy, so. I think this is one of the worst written songs in the history of the world. Uh, I've been staring at the word gorgeous for too long, and I'm like, it's not a word now. You know when that happens? <laughs> I like this one. I don't know. I just think it's, like, campy a little. You make me so happy, it turns back to sad. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you could <laughs> There's nothing I hate more than what I can't have. You are so gorgeous, it makes me so mad. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on. This is literally a, a better preschool sing-along. Track 9, Getaway Car. The, the best, best song, song on, on Reputation, Reputation, and also maybe her best song ever. I hear that fucking robot voice start, and I want to fucking go crazy and howl at the moon. Kick it off, the uh, videos of Jack and Taylor writing the song, and them literally being psychopaths, and just on the tip be top of their head being like met you in the motel bar i i'm obsessed with the videos of them working this out in their heads and their crazy little fucked up heads i literally made somebody watch this video who didn't give a fuck about taylor swift one time and they were so annoyed and i was like wait you have to see these geniuses <laughs> you have to see what they can do and what they're doing and how they made this perfect song i think it was maggie actually probably the part where they write the bridge in that song I in that video is crazy i know the cadence verbatim from that video do it, do it, she's do like, it. like, I'm in a getaway car, and he's like, I met you in a motel bar. Put the money in the bag. Put the money in the bag, and I stole the keys. That was the last time you ever saw me. Oh, and then like freaking out. I'm just really staring at this first verse, and I'm like, it's like some of her. I'm most poetic in a weird way. I'm. <laughs> it's like you look at it, and I'm like, it doesn't even need lyrics to me. That's how this song works to me. Like it tells the whole story without music and that's why i think it's like so good what do you mean Elaborate. it was the best of times the worst of crimes i struck a match and blew your mind but i didn't mean it and you didn't see it the ties were black the lies were white and shades of gray and candlelight i wanted to leave him i needed a reason like it just is so to me like it has a beginning middle and end even yeah she i mean this was a way of proving she could storytell without having to fucking write the most specific ass words you've ever heard in your life right like, and also think about it this way, kind of having this revelation, kind of having this revelation right now, 
all of obviously there's so many references to the bar throughout the whole thing but on gorgeous what she say the song right before this he's in the club doing i don't know what is that what you're talking about i got a boyfriend he's older than us he's in the club doing i don't know what i don't think she talks about a bar but um, <laughs> i kind of just mean like she's obviously to me talking about the gorgeous person that she's like omg like hot love you and then by this song she's like I'm in a getaway car. I met, left you in the motel bar. Which is her like, hot boyfriend who's in the club, basically. Right. That she's talking about. And yeah. Older boyfriend. I don't know. This song is just like so... Mm -hmm. I knew it from the first old-fashioned We Were Cursed. I'm like, what? That is just so... Oh, It's so good. This song is good because it's like she... She writes so many songs where she's like, oh... This guy like pissed me off. Like I'm like depressed because of what he did to me. He's like the villain and I'm, you know, whatever. I love that shit. Like I'm going to eat it up. But this is the song where she's like, mm, actually, I broke their heart. And that's okay. Y'all, I And I was the villain and I broke their heart and I don't feel fucking bad. Read that. <laughs> Wait, we found it. We found it. Backtracking, backtracking. Backtracking to gorgeous. It literally says, quote, quote. Under the gorgeous credits. Baby intro voice by James Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That's so sick and disgusting. That's so funny. I'm like, how the fuck they get that baby to say that? <laughs> what they have to do? No, mm -hmm. I'm sure he saw Taylor for the first time, had never spoken a word, and was like, oh, shit. And she was like, I got that on record. <laughs> I don't, I didn't think it was a real baby for some reason. I just thought it was like her own voice pitched up. Now, me too. <laughs> now this song is like a little different to me forever. I don't know, Emily, what do you think about Getaway Car? I don't know. I just love it because I feel like it's her being like, I'm the heartbreaker and I don't even feel bad and you should have known, idiot. It's one of those songs that's so cinematic that you can watch this whole scenario play out while you listen to it, which... To me, I love it when music is this giant form of uh, form of escapism. I'm sounding as fuck, but I just I love that you can watch this entire plot play out in your head, and I think it's a perfectly produced pop song thanks to our whores for Jack Antonoff Club. I absolutely love you. You are a genius, and I love you. And this song is absolutely perfect. He's literally everything. Well, yeah, and like if you compare. I guess the Jack Antonoff banger from every Taylor Swift album, because she low-key always just has one ever since 1989. This is, like, the one. And this, to me, is, like, the most, like, if Taylor Swift did a Bleacher song, this is the song. Yeah. Agree. And it, like, holds up, like, uh, to me, it's, like, Getaway Car, Out of the Woods, Cruel Summer, like, those, August. August, Those are, yeah. like, the best Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff collabs. If you want to introduce someone to Taylor Swift, I feel like this is one of the songs that you can play them to convince them to love her. Yeah, I think that this is the song I played for Matt Block first when mm. he because he's he's I've gotten him on the Taylor train a tad and I've proved to him that he's a hater for the wrong reasons because one time I sent him August and was like, okay, listen to this song and then pretend it's a Muna song actually when you're listening to it and that it's not Taylor Swift and he was like, well. I just did that and the song was kind of really good and i was like yeah so you're just a hater for the sake of being a hater you don't mm. actually <laughs> you can leave this in too i don't care i've said it to him <laughs> but i played him this song and obviously he loved it because i'm sorry but your ears are wrong 
or your IQ is really low if you want to listen to this song and say it's bad. Mm, I want to hear it right now. Traction king of my heart. Salute to me, I'm your American queen. This is this is her Nazi princess song, I can't lie, but <laughs> <laughs> this is I love this song. This song <laughs> is dedicated to Monty. King of my heart. Monty Monty. I'm literally showing Noah written in my notes right now that I said King of my heart's so good, make me think of Monty. <laughs> I have a video of him where I'm like forcing him to listen to it and he's like sitting in the corner of a dorm room really scared and I'm like blaring the fucking song and I'm like, yeah, Monty, this is, this is for you. It's giving positive. It's giving like... This one's like her happy song. Yeah. Um, and I love... Uh, just my favorite thing in it is the salute to me, I'm your American queen. Yeah, Like me, that's, me again, the narcissism theme coming out. Uh, the taste of your lips is my idea of luxury. Okay. Sexy. Her drinking beer, I can't picture it. Maybe she is a lesbian. Track 11 dancing with our hands tied. Kind of a snoozer, but I love the theory that she made this sound like a Calvin Harris dance track. Yeah, I agree. To get back at him. But it's also everyone's like, this is about Tom. Like, I'd rather listen to King of My Heart than this. I agree. Me too. Uh, this is the one I have the least amount to say about. I don't. It's always been the skip to me. I can listen to it, but I just like don't prefer this one. I think it has potential in the intro, but then once it gets to the ding, 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 like EDM drop, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I think Calvin Harris was her beard. Track 12 dress. This song I always associate with Elaine texted me so long ago. That she knows she is bisexual when she listens to the song because she thinks about Carly Kloss. And this was the one that stood out to me when I was listening to this in 2017. Like, before I cared enough about Taylor Swift to truly, like, be like, oh my god, who's she fucking? What's going on? Who are all these songs about? Like, I didn't really care about that. But this song, I cared about it being about Carly Kloss. I really cared. And I really believe... It was the one that stood out to me as the most obviously gay from the get-go, and I stand by it, and it's always going to be about a woman in my brain. Anyways, I don't know. I love this song. I think it sounds awesome, and I think the lyrics are awesome, and it's just awesome. And I'm like, yeah, I think she throws in that buzz cut line to, like, throw us off. Yeah. I think that's her weird way of being like, mm, <laughs> you thought. And it's like everyone thinks that they know us, but they, they know, know nothing about all. Uh, uh, and I just think, you know what line is just like so good to me? I wrote this in my notes. I remember. My hands are shaking from holding back from you. I'm like, that's just so. I haven't felt that feeling a lot of times in my life, but I have. <laughs> and it's crazy. And this song captures it well. And I love this song. It's so sexy and good. And gay. And it's like also psychotic, like it's psychotic, like carve your name into my bedpost, like psychotic behavior. Love that. Rack 13. Lucky number 13. Ooh, it was so nice doing big buddies. Isn't that how it starts? Yeah, I will say, looking at it now, I didn't realize that Jack Antonoff was behind this one, and it's like one of his worst works ever, probably. So that's kind of embarrassing. 
Um, I actually didn't know it either until right now looking at that. Yeah, which is bad. The one thing in this that will never leave my memory that I kind of hate is jumping to the pool from the balcony. I'm like, who the fuck is jumping into your pool from the balcony? Please tell me who, because it's not Taylor Swift. She's not jumping. And Kanye's not, if this is supposed to be about Kanye. Like, I'm like, sorry, no. I think she's just trying to make a reference to Great Gatsby. Oh. (laughs) I think that this is just the worst version. Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard because I think that Bad Blood is... Probably the worst track on 1989 in some ways. So this is just like this mm. copy-pasted version. Yeah, and it's it's so embarrassing because it's like, Taylor, you were never friends with Kanye. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. That's why I'm like, I'm like, is it really about Katy Perry, though? <laughs> yeah, I don't really... Well, we have like no words to say about it. <laughs> reading the lyrics like i hate this song yeah it's a skipper it's like one of the bottoms on it sorry it's like one of the ones that's holding it down a little bit but i think it's like it's the worst her voice has ever sounded is this song (laughs) it's like oh my god you're right (laughs) you're actually so right because you break them i had to take them away track 14 call it what do you want i'd be able to be more in love with it if she didn't say trust him like a brother i really don't like that okay yeah that is weird a little i bit. do i yeah that line does kind of get me every time but i just try to forget about it the one thing i kind of love about it is if do you remember the wait what, no i think that, it's in miss americana. miss americana yeah, yeah. it's in miss americana actually She's so annoying in that movie. Yeah, she is annoying in that. <laughs> but she plays this for like 0.5 seconds and then she starts bawling her eyes out because Reputation did it get nominated for Grammy, which is embarrassing. But when she plays this on guitar for her mans, I'm like, I love it. It's so sweet. It's funny that if this album was stripped down, not sounding crazy as fuck, it could have been like a folklore and she would have gotten nominated for that Grammy. She was so desperate for it. But she figured it out. She's like so crazy, and like when she's sitting on the couch in that in that in that movie, and she's like, she just goes, "It's fine, it's fine. I'll just have to make something better." And our immediate thought was, "Don't talk about reputation like that, you evil bitch. We love it. Like, duh. That's why we're here." But then the fact that the something better was lover. Hmm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is that something better? Hmm. Promise that you'll never find another like me. Mm. I love Call It What You Want. I really do. I know. And you were talking about how you love that. The chain around my neck part. Would you guys wear a necklace with someone's initial on it? Yeah. Yes. I would feel like someone's dog, but I'd like it. (laughs) I just love the first verse. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite moments on the album probably my castle crumbled overnight i think about that all the time i'm sorry when it opens it says my castle crumbled overnight i'm just like it's so visual but it's so again telling of reputation because it's about like everything falling apart i brought a knife to a gunfight they took the crown but it's all right all the liars are calling me one nobody's heard from me for months i'm doing better than i ever was i'm like the only feeling i ever want to achieve in my life is nobody's heard from me for months i'm doing better than i ever was honestly that's like my goal oh both but it's also like every what the thing about this album is that no matter how good a song is there's one moment of cringe in every song 
incredibly honestly kind incredibly of you're right true. you're actually right even like delicate that's perfect and doesn't make me cringe it's the music video that's like wait what's wrong here mm. what about what about the next song what's the cringe moment in the last song track 15 new year's day i'm not kidding you guys i'm just spoiler alert this is my delete off the album i hate this song i know you're gonna get madeline because you like it i do like it i know i'm sorry i i absolutely hate this song why it's boring (laughs) (laughs) it's boring and i hate it i don't know i don't know there's something so wrong with it it's literally i like it's like a it's like a plain chicken breast to me (laughs) (laughs) i think it's sweet i think it's so sweet okay i do think there's a sweet moment with it where someone dropped out of doing the jimmy fallon show and like his mom had just died and so taylor came and did the song and like jimmy used to say his like mom used to like squeeze his hand three times yeah i or, like, watched she, that yeah and like i do i do like it when she comes on with her fugly ass hair when her hair was like looking horribly moppish like really straight but also like stringy and curly uh her reputation hair was not good yeah that was her flop hera she tried to have like a edgy like shag cut and it was like not working and she only wore like secret she looked like she was shopping at kohl's every day like she looked so <laughs> bad <laughs> i like this song i think it paints a good picture it's like very visual to me and i think it's like sweet sweet devotion I love this song. I mean, I don't think it's like the most interesting thing I've ever heard or like the sweetest thing I've ever heard, but I just like it. Like a weird comfort song for me a little bit. I mean, I kind of just agree with Emily's sentiment. But I only feel like I hate it and want it deleted because in my Taylor Swift hindsight, I know that there's better Taylor Swift songs that exist. But it's it's like a, it's like an interesting choice to close the album out, I think. Or just like being so insane the whole time and demonic and then being like it's strange. I, I almost feel like I'd like this better if it was on Lover. Yeah, I would say it doesn't really fit. And I'm like, she could have she could have ended it more epically, I think. What, uh, Reputation or yeah. the song? Reputation. I do like the fact that she did like a slow ending. I'm kind of just thinking at this point, the reason she did this at the end was kind of to just like, I don't like, want to say shit on everything else, but be like, all of that was kind of a fantasy, like... New Year's Day, new clean slate, new me, eh. Like, I don't have to, like, be this era all the time, eh. I'm just, like, putting on a fucking mask, eh. It's, like, the vibes. Okay, my question is, would you rather listen to Look What You Made Me Do or Me? Me. Ew, why? I really don't like Look What You Made Me Do. I really don't like it. Nothing about it is pleasing to my ear, personally. Know that I'm a handful, baby, uh. Like, you stop good. talking about me. I don't One want this on the internet. One of these things is not like the other. 